What's going on, y'all? My name is Brian Sanchez, and welcome to the NFL Rundown. Monday morning edition after Super Wild Card Weekend. Whoo, those were some incredible games. Some craziness, things going on. At the start of the weekend, watching the Bengals-Raiders game, I thought I was going to be talking about the... Did we hear a whistle? Did we not hear a whistle uh, issue with the referees in that game? But that ultimately proved to be less than uh, headline grabbing after the craziness that happened in the Cowboys 49ers matchup, which we'll get to in a second. Again, as always, this is the NFL Rundown, a show designed to be about a 15 minute quick dive into the scores and headlines of the NFL. So I want to run down the games, the scores, preview the big matchup in Arizona, uh, featuring Arizona in L.A. against the Rams tonight before we dive into the 49ers-Cowboys situation with the end of the game there with Dak and some things that were said after the game. Uh, But let's see how we did on our picks. So in the Bengals-Raiders game, I had the Bengals winning that matchup. They, in fact, did win that matchup 26-19. Joe Burrow and company still getting it done. Again, this one was a little closer than I thought it was going to be. And eventually the Bengals did end up winning this. But there was an issue where there was a delay of game call that they they wanted to call it. But the rest didn't blow the whistle until well after the ball had been snapped. And then uh, it, it was just a big weird snafu that kind of happened but again it was it happened early on in the game that it didn't end up really affecting the outcome of the matchup and I thought that's what we were going to be talking about but again like I said bigger headlines in the in the league but essentially the big one to take away from this one is the Bengals win their first playoff game since 1991 30 years ago I was four years old when the Bengals won their last playoff game and uh, yeah, my uh, AFC pick looking like it's holding up, although they're going to have to get through some really stronger teams that I don't know if my AFC pick, the Cincinnati Bengals, will in fact hold up because the next game on Saturday was the Patriots-Bills game, and I did pick the Bills to win this game, and in fact they did. I did not expect them to win the way they did by a final score of 47 to 17. Josh Allen and company scored five touchdowns. In the first half, they had four possessions and they scored four touchdowns. It was crazy. The Bills seem to just be exerting their will against the Mac Jones. And Bill Belichick led New England Patriots to the much chagrin of my wife, who is a diehard Patriots fan. Yeah, I, I look I, again. I picked the Bills to win that matchup. I did not expect them to win by thirty points. I don't think anyone expected them to win by thirty points. Expected them to win by thirty points. I think a lot of people picked them. I think a lot of people expected them to win to pull it out in a bit of a closer matchup, but that was just a one-sided bludgeoning that the Bills put on the Patriots. 
on Saturday night. It was a great way to start the playoffs. Those two matchups, very interesting. Leading up to the 1 o'clock Eastern matchup featuring the Philadelphia Eagles and my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. After the game, looking at the scores and the stats, you would say that the Bucs just rolled the Eagles and it was a very boring game. But I'm not going to lie, the Bucs looked a little rocky at times in this game. Early on, the Bucs, Tom Brady, had some issues with timing and, you know, that, that just comes with the rotation of pieces that the Bucs are having to do on their offensive side of the ball right now. You know, not having Antonio Brown, we thought Leonard Fournette was going to be able to play in this game. He, in fact, did not. So, you know, Cyril Grayson... Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller being some of the wide receivers, kind of rounding out the back end of that roster. Giovanni Bernard and Le'Veon Bell being the, uh, you know, carrying the ball there throughout the game and, and doing a, a, a pretty decent job, actually. But there was some communication issues. There was some lining up issues there. They ended up winning... 31 to 15. The defense looked much better getting healthy at the right time. I think as time goes on, this defense is going to get better and better as long as they can stay healthy. Getting guys like Shaq Barrett, who had a dope interception, uh, Jason Pierre Paul up front, Levante David coming back at linebacker, you know, so the defense is healthy. That's great. The offensive line, however, Ryan Jensen was injured, missed a couple plays, came back and was able to play through, but Tristan Wirfs. The all-pro left tackle protecting Tom Brady suffered an ankle injury. He tried to muscle through it, come back, and much respect for the big guy because it was clear he was in a lot of pain on the sideline. Tried to muscle through it, was unable to do so, got beat real bad on, a, on, a, on an edge rush, and that was it for him. So if he's not able to go the rest of the way in the playoffs, that's going to be a big, big, big factor with how deep the Bucks can go. I'm going to skip over the Niners-Cowboys game for just a second. I don't think anyone expected the Steelers to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs kind of rolled through. They started off a little slow, but again, five touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs and a, a sign-off to Big Ben and a career that will for sure see him in Canton. You know, what's what's left to say about Big Ben that hasn't already been said, uh, you know. So we'll we'll probably talk about his legacy maybe later on this week, because uh, this game was pretty much one sided from the jump. Not too exciting, you know. Just kind of a kind of an end to the night there. But I want to talk about the biggest thing, the biggest matchup going in, and of course coming out of the game so far has been the 49ers and the Cowboys. With the 49ers beating the Cowboys twenty three to 17 and there was a lot of issues in this game with Dallas I'll, I'll, I'll just be frank Dallas seemed to be a team that at times was not prepared for the situations that they were in and it came back to bite them in the worst way possible because at the end of the game there they've got a chance they're moving the ball down the field they were able to get down you know, into field goal territory, but a field goal doesn't help you down 23-17. You got to get the touchdown. And Dak Prescott 
lines up, gets his team in position, decides to run the ball up the middle of the field with 14 seconds left. And through some confusion, some decisions that were made on the fly, and, you know, I understand there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot going through your mind. You're trying to get the ball down to clock it to give your your team a chance. I, I understand all of that. But instead of handing the ball to the ref, he hands the ball to his center, and the referee has to come and touch and spot the ball on every single play in the NFL. And because of that, an extra second or two is burned. They're not able to get the clock play down. And that is the end of the Dallas Cowboys season. There were a ton of people after the game saying that the refs cost the Cowboys this game. And I think that is unfair. I know a lot of people as fans will point to a single play and say that cost them the game, that cost them the game. But as I have said to my family, my friends, fellow Bucks fans for years and years now at this point, if a single play that is out of your control can determine whether or not you win the game or not, you didn't deserve to win the game. I'll just say it. That is my opinion, it always has been, whether it's my team, your team, anyone else's team, if it comes down to as if you let it come down to a decision that is not in your control or a situation like that that's not in your control, then you didn't play strong enough and well enough to win the game, to deserve to win the game. You might have a case to say that you should have won the game, but good teams don't let it get down to one decision like that. There was a a fourth down earlier in the second half that the Cowboys ran a fake punt and got everyone off guard. And it was it was incredible. You know, rolling the dice, it's the playoffs. It, it was it was the perfect call in that scenario of like that in-between yardage of do you do you go for it? Do you not go for it? Do you fake the you know, and they ran a perfectly executed fake punt. And they rushed up to the line of scrimmage to prevent the Niners from substituting out. But then they sat there and burned 25 seconds off the clock in the hopes that San Francisco would call a timeout. And after about three or four seconds, it was clear and obvious that they were not going to call a timeout, that they were going to let that happen. And so they burned, the Cowboys burned 25 seconds off the clock and finally run their offense in to try and run a play. This is another situational scenario where you've got to understand that time is going to now be burned even more off the clock because if the offense comes out on the field, if one team substitutes players, the refs will allow the defense to substitute players as well. So you have to account for that. I don't think the Cowboys accounted for that and ended up with a delay of game penalty. Right after going for it, running a fake punt, and the momentum is going your way and you're moving the ball down the field, and you end up with a delay of game penalty that backs you up and the the drive stalls. 
What are you doing? Be ready on the sideline knowing that if 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 we're going to do this, if we're going to sub out, that the offense has to be right there ready to go. So where is the situational awareness for Dallas in, in this game? And, and to be honest with you, that is the reason they lost this game. I mean, also they gave up 23 points and they had some, you know, some issues stopping the offense and, you know, hats off to the 49ers. They ran the ball very effectively. They did the kind of thing that the Cowboys try to do all year long of getting a running game going with Zeke and and all them and then, you know, get, having Dak with the situations, matchups, dink and dunk it down the field and then set up a shot down the field to Amari Cooper. That's the kind of thing that Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners were doing. Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo in the offense, fantastic job yesterday. But situational awareness is what cost the Cowboys the game yesterday, not the refs and penalties. So many bad penalties, a defensive holding call that keeps a drive alive. And it's, it, it was just one after another, after another, it just seemed like it was all kind of falling apart. And after the game, both Dak and Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys kind of threw the refs under the bus during their press conferences. Now I understand in the heat of the moment, you know, they're upset, they're frustrated, and and maybe you can make an argument that the ref needs to be a little bit closer to the action there at the end, know the situation themselves, and, and kind of be there. But ultimately, it's not the ref's job to make sure that the Cowboys have enough time to run another play. So, a lot of calls this morning for Mike McCarthy to be fired, and I, I honestly don't know if that's the right move or not. I would be reluctant to do so. I, I think teams very often uh, fire their head coaches too quickly because the, the, the honest truth is who are you going to get? Who are you going to get to replace them? You want to fire somebody? Cool. You want to fire your head coach? You want to, you know, you want to cut your star or your, your starting quarterback who is not producing? Fair enough. But who are you going to replace it? Where's the upgrade? And Mike McCarthy has won a Super Bowl, knows what it takes to, to win a Super Bowl. But you can also make the case that Mike McCarthy and his staff did not have the, the Dallas Cowboys prepared for this game. So it's, it's, it's up for discussion. I would probably say no. He's only been there a couple of years. I don't think churning the head coach that quickly is a good idea. I think stability is more important. I mean, look at Mike Tomlin in in Pittsburgh. They've had up years, they've had down years, but consistently, for the most part, the Steelers are knocking on the door of the playoffs, in the playoffs pretty much every year, in the hunt in that division. And I understand it's the Dallas Cowboys, it's the star, it's the focus, the hyper-focus, the attention that Jerry Jones has created for this team. But I think firing Mike McCarthy is the wrong decision, I think, at this moment. But that's just me. And if he does go, we'll definitely talk about it. All right, ran a little long running the games down there. So just a quick, quick preview. Uh, tonight, you know, the last game of the playoffs of the super wild card weekend. You got Arizona traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. I picked 
Arizona to win this matchup, but it could go either way. Uh, I expected this to be a very, very close game, and we shall definitely see. I'm really excited. Again, I think the key to this matchup for Arizona is Kyler Murray's ability to move in the pocket and create stuff from nothing. I think the Rams will be very aggressive blitzing, rushing the quarterback. And I think Kyler Murray's ability to get away from that rush is going to be the key. If he's able to do that, Arizona wins. It's going to come down to that matchup. Aaron Donald and company against the offensive line of the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray's legs. And again, I'm picking Arizona to win that game, say by six. Should be a close game. Should be a good one. For the first ever Monday night football in the playoffs. All right, that's going to do it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get at me, I'm on Twitter, uh, Brian C. Sanchez. And yeah, tell me how much of an idiot I am. Tell me how much you think uh, the Cowboys should fire their head coach if you want. I'll definitely have a discussion with you. But we'll see you all next time. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We'll see you all around. And as always, one love.